0: Hello and welcome to this week's episode of Mondays with Mai, your new go-to mental health, wellness, and lifestyle podcast. I'm your host, Maiya. On this podcast, we talk about topics including, but definitely not limited to, different mental health disorders, boundaries, the self-care industry, and popular wellness and lifestyle trends circling the internet. So, if you're looking for a podcast that hits on all of these topics and so much more. And congratulations, you found it! I hope you enjoy this episode and that you're taking care of you, whatever that may look like. Hello and welcome to another episode of Mondays with Mai. If you're new here, welcome, happy to have you. And if you're a returning listener, thank you for sticking around. This week's episode is going to be the fourth and final part of the Dating and Mental Health series. And I wanted to mix it up a little bit and do an episode that is Reddit readings. I love Reddit. I'm always reading or listening to Reddit stories, whether it's directly on the Reddit app, screenshots, like reshared on like Instagram or Twitter listening to those Reddit readings on TikTok or through other podcasts. I feel like it's just a really big thing right now. Like everyone is deep into Reddit readings because some crazy shit happens on Reddit and I'm no exception to that. I love Reddit so much. Um, And I thought it would be fun to just kind of dive into that world a little bit and read about some of the stuff that other people are experiencing and yeah just dive into like comments my thoughts all of that I don't have any life updates not much has happened over the past two weeks so I'm just gonna dive right into this episode So I'm pulling the stories that I'm gonna be reading from two different subreddits. One is r slash relationship advice, and the other is r slash dating advice. And these are just two popular subreddits where people go to share their qualms and questions and things regarding to dating. So the first story that I'm going to read this is posted four hours ago by user throw r a underscore okay it goes my female 24 boyfriend male 26 of two years asked me not to wish him or do anything on his birthday i've always tried my best to make him feel special on his day this year i planned on posting a story on social media and celebrating with him when he returns back he said no to that as well this has happened for the first time and gave me a vague excuse that he doesn't want others to know about his birthday. He was at home and celebrated his birthday with his family. I did as he asked to me, and now he's pissed at me saying that I ruined his special day. So I'm just going to read the first comment just because it gives a little bit of like, um, clarity and... OP responds to that. OP means original poster if you're not familiar with Reddit lingo. um, But the first comment is, am I understanding correctly that he asked you not to do anything for his birthday? You complied and now he's mad at you for it. And to that, OP responds, yes, I had planned to celebrate our birthdays together since they're three days apart, which I think I won't do anymore. Okay, so... The boyfriend has a communication issue. He was expecting his girlfriend to read his mind and he wanted her to fight with him to celebrate him. Basically he said, don't celebrate me. Don't post about my birthday. Don't wish me happy birthday. And she did that. And he's mad because he wanted her to do all of that anyway. So he could feel like, Oh, I'm really, really special because she really wanted to celebrate me anyway even though I'm not worth celebrating. That's like the vibe I'm getting, is that he has that kind of like self-deprecating energy of like, oh, I'm just little me. I'm not very important. You don't need to go out of your way to celebrate me on my birthday. But really what he wants is for her to celebrate him, which is fine. Like it's, I love being celebrated on my birthday. I love being celebrated even when it's not my birthday. So it's fine to want that, but if that's what you want, you have to tell people. You can't expect people to read your mind, and who knows, this guy very well could maybe have some, like, mental health things he's going through that are kind of making him feel like, oh, I don't really want to be celebrated, or I'm not that important, or whatever, but at the end of the day, like... He said what he wanted as far as she knew, he did not want to celebrate or acknowledge his birthday. And when she said, okay, and respected his wishes, she's now in the wrong. That doesn't make any sense. So the top commenter, after OP responded to them, they then responded and said, three possibilities come to mind here. One is that he was testing you for some reason, asking you to asking you not to acknowledge his birthday but hoping that you'd read his mind and know to do it anyway. The second is that he's getting ready to tap out of the relationship and picking fights for stupid reasons to supply himself with a quote "good enough" in quote reason to leave. And the third is that he wanted you to throw him a birthday celebration but specifically didn't want you to acknowledge it on social media. Presumably because there's someone he doesn't want to see the post and know he has a girlfriend. Do any of these feel like they might apply to your situation? Um, and OP hasn't responded to that. Not that I can see, but yeah, this commenter really gave three good possibilities. I I don't think it's cheating just because I know people are so quick to jump to cheating, and I know cheating is Common, unfortunately. But the reason why I'm not leaning towards that one is because he didn't just say, Oh, don't post it on social media. He also asked her not to wish him a happy birthday or acknowledge it, period. If it was like, you know, he invited her to his family celebration and was receptive of her wanting to at least wish him a happy birthday, like in person together and like celebrate as a couple, but he specifically was like no social media, then I could see the cheating. Cause it'd be like, okay, yeah, I don't want my like affair partner to see this. But because he didn't want her to acknowledge it, like at all, that makes me think it's not cheating because like you're, if he were cheating, like the other person wouldn't know whether or not like his girlfriend (laughs) wished him happy birthday in person. You know, like since being official, she met my family. I've spent some time with hers. We did too many trips together, and I've joined her family vacation for a few days. The family loves me, and her little sister is getting married in about a month. It's my impression that her sister and fiancé, parentheses, who also loves me, wanted me at the wedding and basically said things to me just assuming I was going. I know it can be a pain to invite guests later in the game, so it really means a lot. The issue is that my girlfriend hasn't invited me, and has basically told me she doesn't really know if she wants me there. My girlfriend is the maid of honor and she and her sister are absolutely best friends. I guess she feels like with it not only being her sister, but also her best friend. There's a lot of pressure on her slash us about having me there. She doesn't want the pictures and memories for the rest of her life to feature one guy she was dating at the time. By the time of the wedding, we'll have basically been seeing each other for a year, though maybe only made it quote official for approximately four to five months. I don't feel like I'm, quote, just some guy and can't help but feel offended. I know this probably has to do with her last relationship ending abruptly and without warning. I think she's still learning how to trust again, but at the same time, it feels like she's telling me we aren't going to make it, and if she chooses not to have me there, it becomes a bit of a self-fulfilling prophecy. I've tried to ask a little about it a few times, but she honestly gets so worked up and stressed out when it comes to this wedding that I don't want to mention it to her anymore. At this point, I haven't been officially told anything either way, invited or not. At what point should a significant other be invited as a date? So there's a lot to unpack here. Again, I think the communication just isn't there. And I see both sides to it. Like I see how for her, after a long-term relationship and an abrupt and unexpected breakup, she I completely understand her not being ready for something else and him being all in on her, which isn't necessarily a bad thing. I can see how that like freaked her out and it felt like too much too soon. And so I can see why she was hesitant. Although I will say the just ignoring for a week that's kind of like a bit uncalled for I completely get being like confused or unsure of where you want things to go but I do think just be communicative and you don't have to outright say to someone like I don't know if I want this to last like there's a way you can kind of soften the blow but like you can just say like hey I'm really enjoying this I do want to take it slow because as you know I just got out of a relationship but I'm really enjoying talking to you and getting to know you but you know I just need to also take some time to think so if I'm not as responsive this week that's why or something like that like there's there's a way you can communicate that without you know lying to someone and being like oh everything's perfect or being rude or sabotaging yourself and like ending something before you're ready to end it So I do think she could have been more communicative. I think it's hard because like 10 months is not a long time, but it's also not a short time. Although they've only been official for about four or five months, it's still like, okay, let me back up. So they've only been official for about four or five months, seeing each other for 10 months total. So that means they were, Seeing each other casually, unofficially for about five to six months. To me personally, that's a long time before making it official. I don't know. I I feel like I would want something to be official in like half that amount of time because I feel like while, you know, you're still getting to know each other, still learning how each other are, I feel like after a few months, you should kind of know like if you want to pursue a relationship with someone not necessarily like marriage, this is it forever, but like, you know, know that like I want to keep this going. I want to just focus on you. I want you to just focus on me if you're monogamous. Um So that's already kind of like, I don't want to say it's a red flag because everyone's different, but like to me personally, I'm like, okay, it took five to six months to even get into a relationship. If he is like very set on that and knows that's what he wants, then... I feel like that should have been something that he took note of. And maybe he did. It sounds like he did. But – and then just kept going, keeping that in the back of his mind. But that's, like, orange flag number one. Um, The lack of communication and just completely ghosting someone for a week and then coming back, acting as if nothing has happened, that's orange flag number two. And then the wedding, it's, like, on the one hand – I get her being like, this is a really big day. Obviously, it's her sister's day, but also like it's a big day for her too, like being a part of something so special for someone so close to you, watching them, you know, make this big commitment and like watching their lives change right in front of you. Like that's also a big thing for you too, and that's so special. So on the one hand, I get not wanting someone that you're unsure about in the pictures but also they've been together for 10 months total four to five months in a relationship so it's kind of like like he said he's not just some guy it's not like oh this is their third date and she'd be bringing him as a plus one but on the other hand i also see it it's completely reasonable for her to be like i i don't know if like you're the one or if this thing is gonna last too much longer so i feel like that's a tricky one i do think he is completely valid in being upset and confused because it is an upsetting and confusing situation especially if you're like i really like this person i really see this going somewhere long term we've already been together for almost a year and they're just keeping me in the dark like that's upsetting and that's confusing but I also, on her ends, completely understand being like, I don't know what this relationship is going to look like in the next three, six, nine, twelve 12 months. So I don't want to have this person so deeply involved with my family and have my family so deeply invested in them if I'm not sure. But I think regardless, she could have been more definitely more communicative about it even if she's not sure like what whether or not she's going to invite him like say that instead of just not talking about it um but yeah i think it's a tricky one i but i also don't think it's like that big of a deal for him to like be in some like he's not going to be in every picture like when you do the family pictures that a lot of people do at weddings like i would assume he wouldn't be trying to join in on those. I would imagine this isn't gonna like intrude on those like special family moments. Most likely, the only pictures he would be in is if they took couple photos in their like dress and suit, you know, showing off like their clothes and just, you know, looking happy and stuff. And if she, if they break up, then like she can delete those pictures. <laughs> So I don't know. It's like, it's total, it's tricky. I completely understand why he's upset. I see her point of view, but I also don't think it's that big of a deal at the same time. I also think she needs to get much better at communicating. Um. So let's read the top comment before we move on to the next story. Um. And the top comment says, it seems like her last relationship is still clearly having an effect on her. I would encourage you to have a sit-down talk without judgment and see whether overall anxiety is where it ends or if she really doesn't see it working out between you two otherwise i think a year parentheses official or otherwise is more than enough to warrant an invite to the wedding personally if at this point she wasn't taking the relationship seriously i'd walk away however i i'd encourage you to hear her out first and yeah i think this comment kind of like summed up what i was saying in a very succinct way (laughs) i think it's a mix of all of it i think it's like she's anxious i think she maybe doesn't necessarily think the relationship is not going anywhere but she just is unsure of what she thinks and then for him i do think this is justification for like if he decides okay this relationship like Like, the uncertainty that comes with this relationship is too much for me. Alright, story number three. This one is also posted on r/slap. Well, (laughs) this one is also posted on subreddit r slash relationshipadvice, and it was posted five hours ago by user throwra812200. This one's also a little bit longer, so bear with me. The title is My Girlfriend's 32F best friend 34f claims that her and i 35m hooked up last night how do i handle this situation oh and i don't know if i said this earlier but if you're not familiar with reddit lingo when people say like 32f they mean 32 female and 35m is 35 male just to um to give a little bit of context to the story so the story goes Yesterday was my girlfriend's birthday, so we had a small get-together at our place to celebrate a bit. A few of her friends came, as well as some of mine, and we had a great time. I'll preface this next part by saying I'm not a big drinker, never have been. I'll literally go months without, it's just never been a huge part of my life. With that said, I'm definitely not a lightweight, but there was a lot of alcohol flowing and plenty of shots to go around. Towards the end of my night, my girlfriend was pretty wasted and she was feeling very nauseous. After she vomited, I helped her get changed and laid her down in bed. I told her I'd be back in a bit to join her once I got everyone safely on their way home. This is where things go a bit sideways. Her best friend was super wasted and wasn't being very cooperative when I was trying to get her new address to call her an Uber home. She lays down on the couch and I decided, screw it, she can sleep there and we will get her home in the morning. Now, at this point, I'm pretty drunk too, but even when I'm drunk, I'm the responsible one of the group, and I'm super aware of where everyone is and that they're safe. After that, I really don't remember much. I woke up in bed next to my girlfriend this morning, as I should. I asked her how she was feeling, and she said not great and that she had a headache, so I got up to go grab her some water and some Tylenol from the bathroom. As I'm walking down the hall, I notice her best friend is just sitting on the couch with her head in her hands, so I asked if she was okay and if she needed anything. She looked up at me with this scared look on her face that says, we need to talk about what happened last night. And needless to say, I was extremely confused. One thing I should, one thing, oh my God. Only thing I could think of was to say, what? She goes on to state that we hooked up last night and that we need to tell my girlfriend what happened. Now my head is spinning and I feel sick to my stomach. I literally have no clue what she's talking about. And I told her that. She gets a notification on her phone that her Uber arrived, and she gets up, walking to the door, and says, if you don't tell her, I will, and she walks out. I have no clue what to do now. I'm pretty positive I didn't hook up with her. I've been with my girlfriend for two and a half years, and I've recently been looking at engagement rings. I want to spend the rest of my life with her. I'm so in love with her, and she's my world. I've never cheated in any relationship I've had. I can't just go tell my girlfriend this happened when I'm pretty sure it's just her best friend having some weird drunk dream. But on the other hand, if her best friend tells her that it did, I have to assume she'll believe her over me as they've been friends for 15 years. I've been sick all day just thinking about how I'm about to lose the love of my life because her wasted friend thinks something happened between us. I'm at a loss right now on how to handle all of this. Any advice? I'm sorry if this doesn't make any sense or it's kind of rambling, but I'm so sad and scared right now. So, I'll read the top comment and OP's response and then get into my thoughts. So top comment is, at this point, it's probably better for you to talk to your girlfriend about it before a friend does. Also, you aren't 100% positive that you did not hook up with her. And then OP responds, I'm pretty confident. There's nothing to indicate that anything happened. I woke up wearing the same clothes I was wearing last night. I was drunk, but I wasn't nearly drunk enough to be so dumb and careless. I'm going to talk to her as soon as she gets out of bed still feeling pretty rough or she's still feeling pretty rough i'm actually going to read the next comment that someone responds to op because i think it's interesting they go you're an adult you've had sex before did you find evidence that you had sex since you woke up in the same clothes it seems unlikely if you were drunk enough to not remember the fact you wouldn't have dressed yourself again that's kind of the smoking gun here friend seems to remember you putting her on the couch and trying to get her home and thinks that means you had sex I wouldn't be too worried. Just consider that maybe someone else did something to her on the couch, unless you three were the only people in the apartment after you went to sleep." This is a wild story because there are so many questionable moments here with the friend. Is it a dream? Is it she hooked up with someone else and she thought it was him because she doesn't remember who it was? Is this an instance of sexual assault? Did someone assault her at the party and then leave? But she remembers her friend's boyfriend putting her on the couch so that she could go to sleep. And so she thinks it was him that did it. And then for him, it's like, why? I understand the situation so like odd that I understand why his mind is going straight to like, oh my gosh, I'm going to lose the love of my life. But it doesn't necessarily have to happen like that. He... There was something he said about like, if I'm not sure, I'm pretty sure I didn't hook up with her, but I'm not 100% sure. So if I tell my girlfriend, she's going to break up with me or something like that. Let me just find the exact sentence. He says, but I can't just go tell my girlfriend this happened when I'm pretty sure it's just her best friend having some weird drunk dream. And it's like, you don't have to like, you should talk to her, but you don't have to say so and so said we hooked up, talk to her. But there's like another way to go about this, you know? Like you don't have to say oh my gosh i think i mistakenly hooked up with so-and-so but i love you like you can be like hey so i just talked to let's give the friend the name anna i just talked to anna and she seems to think that we hooked up but i know that we did not i just let her get to bed on the couch so that she would be comfortable before coming up to go to sleep she's pretty adamant that she hooked up with someone i know it's not me but I don't know what happened so I just wanted to share this with you so we can talk about it and figure out what went down. Does Anna need help? How can we fix this situation? Definitely talk to her immediately, but you don't have to go and say, oh my gosh, I might have hooked up with Anna. There's definitely a way you can say something to her without it guaranteeing the end of your relationship. And how she responds. Who's to say, you know, you could go and just say like, hey, Anna says this, I know it didn't happen, but I just wanted to let you know. And she could be like, well, why would Anna lie or something like she could have a negative reaction no matter how you bring this up to her but i think if you go the route of explaining yourself and how like you woke up in the same clothes you aren't that you weren't like that drunk to like not remember everything you know you did not have sex with someone last night then you're more likely to still walk out of this with a relationship i also think there's a possibility that maybe anna is jealous I don't know the context of her life, I don't know if she's in a relationship, but she and OP's girlfriend have been best friends for 15 years, and they're all in their early to mid-30s, so they've been best friends since high school. I mean, it's possible that Anna feels like her friend is in a different stage in life than her, and maybe she misses her and her friend having like their single nights together, and having fun, or maybe she is kind of like Anna's a little bit older, Anna's 34, the girlfriend's 32. So maybe Anna's like, you're in a committed relationship and I'm not, and I'm older and feels weird about it. Like, I don't know. There could also be that she's trying to break them up. Like there's just so many possibilities. But I do think there's definitely a way to navigate this. <laughs> and I think OP, and like rightfully so, it makes sense. They're clearly freaking out and are just aren't thinking logically but I think there's definitely a way to navigate this. There are a couple more comments that I think are interesting and that would be helpful. So I do wanna read those. One of them says, first one to go to HR gets believed. Tell your girlfriend that her friend is claiming you hooked up, but you didn't and you don't know what she's talking about. Maybe she had a really vivid dream and thought it was real. Maybe she was betting on you being blackout drunk and unable to remember going to bed. But either way, you need to be the first one to talk to your girlfriend. And then someone responds to that absolutely this OP original poster talk to your girlfriend explain everything as you've done here you 100% did not make a move on the friend that you were very drunk but remember the end of the night exactly as described and that you woke up still in your clothes from the night before and in bed with her something is happening with friend she thinks you made a move but is too drunk to remember maybe someone else made a move and she thought it was you maybe she dreamt it does she have any reason to lie that is kind of what i was saying but again (laughs) more concise and then this other comment that i think is helpful is kind of almost like a script um and this person says you colon and then they give basically just like how this could go down so i'll give the girlfriend a name too to make this more understandable girlfriend will be kate so this person comments you hey kate anna just said the weirdest thing to me and i'm really concerned I put you both to bed last night and then they say outline the settling Kate into bed slash trying to get an Uber for Anna before making the decision that the couch was safer for her. Then I came back to bed and woke up with you. But when I went to say hello to Anna this morning, she said this and then insert the exact words that Anna said to him. I have no idea why though I went to bed with you, woke up with you. Don't have any interest in Anna or know why she'd think that. I'm worried something else happened to her though. And then they say, side note, was there any other male attendees at the party and was your door unlocked? No one could come in once everyone left, question mark. So yeah, just like speculating. Maybe did something happen and Anna just doesn't know who it was. Yeah, there are a few other comments just kind of saying like the longer you wait, the worse it gets. Definitely talk to your girlfriend. Clearly something's going on with Anna, whether she was assaulted hopefully that's not the case whether she just had like a really vivid dream whether she's trying to break them up like there's just lots of options um but either way op should definitely go to their girlfriend first to like give the best possible outcome for this situation okay so the next story is also from the subreddit slash relationship advice and this one's a little bit shorter it was posted 10 hours ago and it's from user vent machine 300 so the title is how do i 27f tell my husband 28m to limit his interactions with his girl best friend 25f okay (laughs) the story goes i 26 F okay in the title she said 27 F in the post she says 26 F so she's 26 or 27 OP that is okay I 26 F and my husband 28 M have been married for six years now he has a girl best friend that he met a few months before me for years now I've tried to tell my husband his actions look bad when it comes to his girl best friend let's call her Sarah for the story yesterday we went out to a restaurant for Sarah's birthday even though it's three weeks away Afterwards, I have to go to work, so my husband took off with her, which I wasn't told of his plan. Earlier in the day, my husband made me, made me take our kids to our parents' place so he could focus on yard work, or so he claims. He ended up spending the time with her alone at our house after leaving the restaurant while I was at work. This is just one example where their actions makes me uncomfortable, and he will apologize and then do something similar again and again. They literally text each other every single day. Sometimes she's the one he said good morning slash good night to. They call each other soulmate. What do I do to make him understand this is inappropriate? Wow. Okay. Lots of typos, but you get the gist. I haven't read any of these stories like prior to. I just saw the titles and was like, this looks interesting and saved them. So, yeah. We're all going to be reac- reacting to this together. There's a lot here. <laughs> um... I, first of all, they've been together for six years, so he was 22 and she was 21. I'm just going to assume she's 27, like it says in the title. So she was 21, he was 22 when they got together, and the friend was 18 or 19. 22 and 19 isn't like the biggest age gap, but it is a little bit weird that like the two of them became BFFs because I just think about like when I was 18, 19 in college I mean like I met 22 year olds but I wasn't like friends with them I guess because like even though we're both in the college setting it's just kind of like different when you're like a freshman just stepping into early adulthood and they're kind of getting ready to go off into like the real world quote unquote and then I also think about when I was 22. I you would not catch me hanging out with 18, 19 year olds. So that part's just a little bit odd. But I don't know. Maybe they like had a class together or worked together, or whatever. Um, his behavior. He maybe he got with the BFF before he got married because OP says he met her a few months before he met his BFF Sarah a few months before he met his now wife. So maybe in those few months they were seeing each other. Maybe they had a one-night stand. Maybe he liked her, but she didn't like him at the time, and he ended up meeting OP and getting married, but he still kind of likes Sarah in the back of his mind or something. Or maybe now Sarah is, like, making moves on him because she sees him as the one that got away. I don't know. Either case, they're both fucked up, honestly. Like, the husband more so because he's the one that's in a committed relationship. He's married. He has kids. He's committed to OP. But Sarah is also in the wrong here because she's not an unsuspecting party in this. It's not like she just met him, had no clue he was married because he didn't tell her. She never met his wife. He doesn't wear a wedding ring, etc. Like, she knows he's married. She knows he's been with OP for the last six years. She knows they have kids. So she's also in the wrong for being flirty at a minimum, potentially being a part of an affair. So they're both wrong. Husband, more so because, again, he's the one that is in this relationship. Um, this would just piss me off. Like, the fact that I went to a restaurant, he didn't tell his wife that after that he was going to leave with Sarah. He knew he didn't have to tell her because she had to go to work. So he probably thought it would be fine. Like, oh, there's no point in telling her. She's going to go to work anyway. We can go do our little thing. Then he lied and said, like, oh, I'm gonna go do some yard work or housework or whatever he said. And really he's hanging out with her. Like if you weren't doing anything suspicious then you wouldn't need to lie. Like you could, so he already lied twice out the gate. He said, he didn't say that he was gonna go hang out with her one-on-one. He said he was gonna do housework instead. Like that is like a glaring red flag to me because even if maybe the wife was just a little bit insecure and he didn't want her to worry. That's all the more reason to tell her. Like, I hate when people like, are being sneaky and stuff and they say it's under the guise of like, oh, well, I didn't want you to worry. I didn't want you to freak out. It's like that's why you be honest because I'd much rather ha- – like if this were me, I would much rather my partner, my husband, to tell me up front, be like, hey, after dinner, like – i was thinking of maybe hanging out with sarah to help her continue celebrating her birthday like she really wanted to go here or whatever or just like you know just spend some time together like for old time's sake i know you feel some type of way about it so i just wanted to like let you know this is what i'm thinking how do you feel Would it make you uncomfortable? Is this a hard boundary? You know, not like talk about it. I'd much rather that. And then maybe I'm feeling anxious or insecure in the moment, but I am informed and I can make an informed decision. I can say, you know what? Yeah, I'm a little bit worried, but I trust you. So go ahead. Or I can say like, I know you love me. I trust you, but I just feel uncomfortable with this. So I would rather you not. Like communicate that so that the wife can make an informed decision and so that it's not coming out later because that always 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 makes things look so much more suspicious when you are sneaky and then the person finds out later as they always do and then it's like what the hell why did you hide this from me that makes it seem like you're doing something wrong so the whole like oh, I didn't tell you because I knew you would be upset. Like, that's bullshit. That's a cop-out that people use when they are doing something even worse and they are trying to essentially put the blame on you. So that pisses me off for OP. Um, and then he told his wife to take the kids to the grandparents. Didn't say why. So it that's why. So he could have alone time with Sarah weird again if you genuinely just want it to have innocent platonic fun you could just say like hey we were thinking of i don't know doing something adult like i don't know maybe we were gonna have a couple drinks and you know didn't really want the kids around watching us drink or something i don't know like there's like there's a way you can explain that again so that the wife is informed and can make an informed decision the other thing is texting her non-stop every single day saying good morning slash good night to I think I think what OP means it says they literally text each other every single day sometimes she's the one he said good morning slash good night to I think OP means like first or instead of OP so like sometimes he says good morning slash good night to Sarah before he says that to his wife or says that to Sarah instead of his wife like that's weird because that symbolizes that Sarah is the first person you're thinking about when you wake up last person you're thinking about before you go to sleep and that in and of itself isn't problematic like sometimes I think of random stuff as like the first as soon as I wake up or like a random person but if you're doing that consistently and it also depends on what else is in the text like is it just a flat good morning or is it like good morning, how did you sleep? I was thinking about you, you know? And then this, they call each other soulmate. That's weird. I'm sorry, that's weird. Like, yes, you can have a platonic soulmate, but just given the context of everything else, of, like, the non-stop talking, the alone time, the, like, all of that, calling each other soulmates is weird, especially if they're not, like, specifying, like, Uh, platonic soulmate or whatever you know I don't know there's a lot of weird stuff I do feel for OP I think there's a lot going on here um but yeah let's get into the comments so the first comment says honestly he does not care the whole soulmate thing is very telling and someone replies to that yep OP is getting cheated on with a frowny face and then someone replies to that, says, he's telling you who he is through his actions, so pay attention. Um, next comment thread says, total, the first comment in this next thread says, totally inappropriate. You tell him your feelings, ask for marital c- counseling, or tell him he can have his soulmate and you can go find yours. And then the, someone responds to that and says, sounds to me like this is a woman who wouldn't go out with him. He found and married OP. Then when this girl realized she couldn't have him anymore, she about-faced and they started an emotional, maybe more affair. Um, I don't know what she about-faced means. (laughs) Um, but yeah, that's kind of like what I was saying. Like, Maybe they liked each other early on. Or maybe he liked her and she liked the attention. This is Sarah, by the way. Like, maybe he liked Sarah. Sarah liked the attention. And, but then once he started dating OP, they got married, had kids. Then Sarah maybe started to feel, like, jealous. Like, he wasn't paying enough attention to her. So she started coming on strong. Um, And then one last comment that I want to read because it's very straight and to the point it just says leave him (laughs) and yeah I'm just going to agree with that because there's a lot going on and I know there are ways you can work out issues but it kind of seems like these aren't just like simple misunderstandings it seems like there's something going on, whether it's an emotional affair, a physical affair. Maybe there's no affair, but he's just constantly lying to you. Like, that's also an issue. So, yeah, whether you get divorced or just have a temporary separation, whatever. This last story is also a little bit longer, but it's interesting. And I think It breaks up because the others were about marriages or long-ish term relationships. And this one's just like good old dating. And I think that is, you know, I want to have a little bit of something for everyone. So, this post is from the subreddit r slash dating advice. And it was posted 47 minutes ago by user MyYellowRose. The title is, I think I'm being ghosted and I don't know what to do. I'm begging for advice. Please help. So it reads, I, 25F, been going on dates with this guy, 24M, since June. Okay, so three months. We met at a bar on my birthday and he showed interest in me first. The way he talked to me and treated me seems like a world of difference from what I was used to in my last relationship. He didn't want to hide me. He wanted to take me out on dates, and even said as long as he sees effort on my end, he will always try to put in effort as well. We also discussed how important communication was, so I took that as a green flag. From my point of view, dates were going well. He rides motocross, and this is his first year back since he was a kid. I didn't know a ton about the sport, but I've been trying to learn and show him that I care about his passion, as I would hope a partner would do for me. He used to message me a few times a week to talk and check in on me. I would do the same. We were going out on golf and dinner dates and having a blast. On our last date, he took me to the track where I got to watch him and then we had a great dinner after, walked around town, and even laying in the grass to watch the clouds for a bit. He said he had a good time and we would plan to meet up again soon. About a week after the date, I messaged him about having another date, one and a half months into dating, to which he said his schedule is booked until his big motocross race at the end of the month. I was understanding since motocross was a goal he had before he met me, and I wanted to be supportive. We still texted throughout the month, but I noticed that I was mainly the one initiating our convos. About a week and a half before the race, I asked him again if he wanted to make plans for a day, and again, he said he was booked waking up at 4.30 in the morning to work out, busy with work during the day, and writing for a motocross column in the evenings. Well, that's a thing. I did not know that. Um, when asked, he did say he would have more time after the big race, to which I again understood, even though I was starting to feel anxious. No, my ex never made me feel like my relationship was safe or treated me like a priority, so I have some PTSD from him treating me like shit. Fast forward to the race weekend, I messaged him at the end of each day to see how it went. Some motocross days were rough, so I tried my best to help him stay positive. I do my best to wait a few days after the race to text him since he has to recover mentally and physically. The final race was on Monday, and I texted him Thursday with the text, quote, Hope you're having a good day, end quote. He did not respond. I tried not to think about—I tried not to think anything of it. The next day, on Friday— I texted him that I would be going to a bar and he was welcome to join if he wanted. I had texted him this before and he had decided to come previously, so this wasn't unusual. Once again, he did not respond. After no response two days in a row, my anxiety kicked in full force. I finally texted him last night, Saturday, asking him if he still wanted to plan a golf date like he mentioned a week or two prior or if he had lost interest in me. Again, he has not responded, but he has been watching my Instagram stories. I am in shambles because this is the first person I felt comfortable enough to open my heart to in three years since my emotionally abusive ex. It's almost like a switch has flicked from him being the best to suddenly ignoring me. I'm scared to death of coming across as clingy or crazy. I just want to know what happened or to the very least for him to tell me to fuck off so I can have closure and move on. I've been doing my best to prioritize myself in a relationship. Since I have a bad habit of choosing my partner over myself and bottling up feelings to the point of damaging myself, I don't know what to do and I've been crying all weekend. I need advice or at the very least reassurance that I'm not crazy. Since this is a like very recent post that was posted less than an hour ago, there's only two comments, so I'll just read both of those before I give my thoughts. The first comment is, you aren't crazy. I think you're right. You are getting ghosted. It's not the best way to break up with someone, but it's very common these days. I'm sorry. Try not to let it get you down. You will find someone else. And then the second comment reads, you're not crazy or clingy. I do think he's ghosting you, and I'm really sorry because I know from experience how much it sucks and messes with you. Just try to remember that it's a reflection of him and where he's at, and you didn't do anything wrong. It's hard to accept, especially at first, but lack of response is the closure. There's no reasonable explanation for why someone does this. It's really hurtful. Try to stay distracted and stay busy so you don't dwell on it so much. Other than that, it just takes time to move on. Just remember, when you finally meet the right person for you, you'll be so relieved you didn't settle for someone who would ghost you and disrespect you. That's a really kind and thorough comment. I like that. So yeah, I agree with these comments. I think I do think there's a lot here. I think overall op is op not crazy first of all i'm just going to say that it's not crazy to have feelings for someone especially someone you've been dating for a little bit and you know it was all green flags at first like they were attentive they were seeing all the right things and being communicative you're not crazy to then all of a sudden be like wait what happened when the situation did a full 180 i do think there are a couple interesting things in here though So the last section, I'm scared to death of coming across as clingy or crazy. That to me is a sign of insecurity. And I don't mean that in a mean way at all. And I mean, OP also says that they have PTSD from having an emotionally abusive ex, which is really unfortunate and sad. And so I feel for them with that. And I think that situation and potentially other life situations, I don't know this person, but I think that past relationship has led to some insecurity. And they said that relationship was three years ago, so OP was pretty young, 22. So at that point in life, that definitely can cause some longer-term effects on you and longer-term insecurities. And I think that's manifesting in how they're approaching this situation, like being scared to death of us coming across as clingy or crazy. No matter what you do, if this person doesn't like you, whether you were to respond or whether you were to text them very frequently or infrequently. If they're going to ghost you, they're going to ghost you. If they don't like you, they don't like you. So don't base how you approach the situation off of them, at least not 100%. Obviously, like you do want to take into consideration all the different factors of the situation. You don't want to be still texting them months down the line being like, hello, you still want to go out. At that point, it's like they did it in a shitty way, but they showed you that they don't like you. So take that and move on. Um, but like, as of right now, don't, worry about how someone who doesn't like you like honestly this guy doesn't like you which is nothing on you but it's shitty but like this guy doesn't like you don't take how he perceives you and how maybe other people on the internet or like people maybe his friends maybe he tells his friends about this situation don't worry about what they think about you because at the end of the day that doesn't really say anything about you or your character like if he's telling his friends and they're like oh bro she's crazy she keeps texting you like okay they're not gonna say it to your face you won't hear it from them Like most likely, you're not going to know that they think that about you. You're essentially assuming that and letting yourself get worked up over what you are assuming other people perceive you as. And it's much easier said than done, but just say, fuck it. Like, okay, I tried. I put my energy into this. Didn't get it back. So I'm just going to move on. Reflect and move on. But don't worry about what other people think because that's just going to make you miserable and waste your mental energy. A couple of other things, the motocross thing, I don't want to be rude and be like, motocross is stupid, but like, I completely understand having your hobbies or having your sports or whatever, and someone's asking you out, and you're like, I'm really busy with this thing. For me, that is art. For this guy, that's motocross, but... Something about him just being like, oh, I can't I have motocross. It's just so funny to me. I don't know. It just kind of seems like a a movie. <laughs> like, oh, man, motocross is just taking all my time. And then writing for a motocross blog. Like, can you just go out and then you can finish writing your blog later? Like, I don't know. I think there's definitely space for him to make some compromises or to have made some compromises. But I also do think OP... Definitely didn't take the hint at first, which again, if someone's not being explicit and being communicative, then it's like you can't read their mind. You don't know what you don't know. But also, sometimes people do drop hints. Like I've been ghosted before, and when they just like, didn't respond to something, and I texted them a couple days later to be like, hey, what's up? They didn't answer again, and a couple days passed, and it's like, okay, clearly this isn't happening. I'm just gonna move on. But it sounds like OP. Gave this person like five plus chances of you know just texting and texting and texting and reaching out to see if this person's still interested and i think that was pretty clear after the second attempt of them not answering but again i get being like you know you really like someone you saw green flags at first and maybe you're anxious so like i understand wanting to give someone multiple chances but. It's not always useful for yourself. Like, it can sometimes just further that anxiety. There's also something else that kind of stood out to me. Oh, they said their birthday in June, so it makes me wonder are they a Cancer or a Leo? Wait, no, not Leo. Leos aren't in June. I was thinking July. Are they a Cancer or a Gemini? If they're a Cancer, as a fellow Cancer, I see how they get attached a little quickly. <laughs> And that's no shade because I do the same thing and that's something you got to work on me and you both That wasn't what stood out to me though. I just got sidetracked them saying they always prioritize partners Yeah, it's hard. It's hard, especially when you're young. They're not that much younger than me So let me not be annoying because I hate when people do that to me. Or like, oh, when you get my age Meanwhile, they're like two or three years older than me, but yeah, it's hard prioritizing yourself in general, because I feel like we're just so conditioned to put everyone first and like be selfless, especially as women. So I understand that difficulty, but that's something that they're gonna have to address because if not, it's gonna be an issue in every single relationship moving forward. Um, And then the last thing I just wanted to unpack a little bit is in the very beginning, they said that this guy said something along the lines of like, if OP keeps putting in effort, then he will too. And I just wonder, Is there a point where maybe OP, there's maybe a lull in their effort. And so that guy took it as a sign that OP was not interested in him. And that's why he ghosted. Either way, ghosting after a certain amount of time, just like, just be communicative. You don't necessarily have to do this whole crazy explanation, but you can just be like, look, this isn't working for me. I think it's best we go our separate ways. Like, you can do something as simple as that. Um, Or when she said, when she asked if he was interested in her, if he's not, he could just say, you're nice, but unfortunately, I'm not interested in you romantically, and that could be it. Like, I don't think it has to be this long, drawn-out explanation, especially because it still is early, but it happens, unfortunately. And in this day and age with dating apps, online dating, and... The kind of like false idea of like infinite choices. Pe- that's how people move. They, they think like there's always gonna be someone else. So let me just like drop this and move on. And because they think it's so easy to move on or like there's always gonna be someone else. Like what's the point in being courteous and giving an explanation? And it's unfortunate. It sucks when you have been seeing someone for a little bit. I think once you get like past a month or like, two dates, then an explanation is warranted. Again, it doesn't have to be super long, but if it's like a couple weeks of talking on the apps, never met in person, or like one date, then I personally don't think you have to give an explanation of any sorts. I personally wouldn't consider that ghosting because I don't know, if you text someone for like a week, like three days, then just don't respond. I don't know, maybe that's bad. But anyway, um, I'm getting off topic. But yeah, I feel for OP. I completely understand why they're anxious and all of that. But I think this guy just doesn't like you. And that doesn't mean there's anything wrong with you. You're not crazy. You're not clingy. You wanted an explanation. He's not going to give it to you, unfortunately. So you just kind of have to like take that for what it is and maybe reflect to... Start to unpack why you always prioritize men over yourself when you're in a relationship and why you're so afraid of what other people think about you and why that influences how you move and the decisions you make. All right, so that is it for today's episode I hope you enjoyed these reddit readings there were so many more stories that I saved but I'm a long-winded gal some of these stories were also long so I really couldn't get through all of them but I hope the ones that I did read were interesting and fun um I'm gonna link them all in the show notes with the exception of the first one because I lost that link but the other ones I will post in the show notes in case you want to go back and reread it for yourself read some of the further comments maybe comment on it engage in discussion whatever but yeah I hope you enjoyed this episode maybe this made you feel <laughs> I was gonna say made you feel like your life's maybe not so bad but that maybe sounds kind of mean to these people posting on reddit but maybe it also like maybe you resonate with some of these situations and hearing it written and read from those perspectives of someone else you're like oh okay I mean need to start doing some things a little bit differently that's it for today's episode I hope you enjoyed it and stay well. And I'm going to go watch Love Island now. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this week's episode of Mondays with Mai. I truly hope you got what you needed from this episode and that you'll be coming back for more. Before you go, be sure to subscribe to this podcast, leave a review, and check out the show notes for any resources or info. Keep taking care of you and talk to you soon.